Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. sirens oh my gosh. and they're still going they're they're pushing hard they want you to know they're saving people's lives out <laughs> Some, there sometimes it's getting closer yeah i thought it was like as close they're as it trying been. to show off um sometimes we make eyes like do we, should we stop should we pause but Embrace. normally we just With, we just like charge so through. much to do like i don't i don't have time we're busy to, beavers i can't r- r- like put my life around sirens what do you do after we record night shower Night yeah. shower. I knew that. Uh, then what? Sometimes I go home after we record and I'm like, I wonder what Lauren and Justin oh are doing. Oh my gosh, you should hang out sometime. We usually, I night shower and we have dinner and then we yeah. watch something and we relax. What do you watch? The, the Americans. Americans. The Americans. <gasps> Knew it. Or Atlanta. Do you all watch Homeland? Never seen it. I haven't. I fell off two seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think Homeland is our Americans. It's, it's. It's good. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> such a hot take. Homeland's pretty watchable. <laughs> they're loving this. I, I feel like I'm too far gone. Like I'm yeah, not gonna, I and I don't that. have a very long attention. I was just thinking how we bought that movie. What's that movie pass thing? Oh yeah. Movie pass. Yeah. <laughs> What's the movie pass thing? Um, you know how everyone is like, how could you possibly lose, lose money on it? Yeah. Like from Lauren Passell. Cause like right. we've had it since we've had it. I have gone to probably 25 comedy shows and zero movies. <laughs> But it's true. They're counting on because I got a frown yeah, for yeah, Christmas. You're and welcome. It's like, movie yeah, best. they're counting on us. That's how they're making money. Yep. Because for Alan, it's like, well, the movies we want to see are like you know, so like they're you have to buy a few days in advance because it's like new releases or exciting movies, and you know, yeah, he just we just we are are always like we'd rather go to a comedy show. So. Yeah. But I'll I'll make it up. Don't worry. Get my money's worth. <laughs> I'll believe it when I, I just, see it. I just want to have it so I can like brag about it. Pretty much I just want to like tell everyone about it. I just want to have the app. So I like I like open up the app and I'm like I wave in people's faces. Like, guess what I'm doing? I just like scroll through in public and I'm like, oh, this is my yeah. move pass. Oh, I app. tweet about it a lot. <laughs> Wait, did you see A Quiet Place? That fills up your Not alley. yet. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah that's yeah. as close as I get to seeing movies these days saying I want, I want to see it. <laughs> like, I, it interests me. That's kind of the new like seeing a movie is just yeah. saying. Reading about actually this one i haven't because i've heard things that make me think i don't want to know anything about it yeah yeah so like about the people who are actually pea pods yeah that is not what i heard (laughs) and i think you might be making that up but i'm not sure okay well you'll have to see it to find out okay can't wait (laughs) i just made a note in my app about pea pods oh my gosh there's a note section in your movie app mine mine i wish it was a um bullet journaling section oh my gosh this has gone off the rails. Yeah. Normally, we have some sort of direction to this little intro banter, but really, no today. Um, we never do. Wait, that's <laughs> you're so right. What am I thinking? Um, do we have any show nuts? Um, besides bring napkins to Kara's wedding, steal your friends' phones real quick and give us five stars. Yes, yes, yes. I'm even going to give you um, some sample text if you'd like to leave a comment. Yeah, give it. This is a podcast. You could just say that. Yep. Literally. Yep. Just five stars and just say, you could even just say podcast. Yeah. Alternatively, and, yeah. you could write the letter P. That's fine. Or just mm. slam your head on the keyboard. I don't even care. Wouldn't that be fun? Anything. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? I mean, if you need to like get some rage out, you know? Yeah, or just like or, a little forehead massage. Or like if you don't have the MoviePass app and you want to write some notes to yourself, you could just be like, pick up kitty litter. I like, sincerely hope we get ratings that are just like tell deborah about don's appointment oh my god <laughs> don's gonna be fucked if you don't do that guys <laughs> for the sake of don for the sake of don's health rate and review us on itunes yes great. oh my god it's so great. much bigger than us it's so good that we care it's true it's true um and i think i don't have any more show notes wow that was a quick show notes. yeah we good thing we fucked around so much at the beginning <laughs> um but i think it's time for josh and around then right this oh, is Joshing Around, Eric's favorite segment. It's one of my favorite segments. It's where we, um, our friend is in a long distance. Nope. Let's try that again. Our friend is in a long distance relationship, LDR, if you're cool. Ooh. And he has to drive like cross state every weekend 
or something. Is it every weekend? Yes. And I feel like every time I say it, I add an hour and you're always like, no, it's five hours. I'm like 25 hours. like, no, five hours. Somewhere between five and 25 hours. So point being, we give him a subject to think about to pass the time while he drives that long, long drive. To noodle on. A little something to noodle on. I'm a little nervous though because I'm looking at the show notes right now and Eric doesn't have his written in. Yeah, I forgot to Usually I like to screen them because sometimes they're rad. Like, radly inappropriate? Is that a thing? Like, yes. Sometimes they're very inappropriate. So I'm a little stressed out. Yep. But do you want to go first? Uh, so no, because I, I didn't. I have to think of it. I oh, forgot to write Oh, is that why? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, mine, I'll just go on for 25 minutes. <laughs> Take for One for time. every hour that, uh, that Josh be, has to drive. I'm going to be staring at you with panicked eyes I and sweat pouring down my right forehead now. while you do it. Um... <laughs> Okay, I want Josh to dream up his dream house and like money is not an option. It can be anywhere and like you can have any rooms dedicated to anything you want. Like if you want a Nintendo room with like beanbag chairs or like like if you want like one of those houses from like the Renaissance where like it's like a square but there's like a whole courtyard in the middle and like all the balconies go out to it or if it's on the beach or like if there's a pizza oven or if it goes straight into the ocean Mm. like think about like what rooms you would want and like where it is and like I don't know just fun to think about yeah um, that feels like a really fun IRL BuzzFeed yeah. quiz. And how much it's going to cost when you flip it. Yeah. Just flip it fast, baby. Mm. Mm. What's yours? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I really have one and it makes a lot of sense because it's really well thought out. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Why would you lie to me? Go on. Okay. If, so, okay. So th- Do you let's, want to let's talk about movie about, pass a little bit more? Let's think about movie pass. Okay. No. Let's think about plastic surgery. If you had to get plastic surgery. Okay. This is a good one. And you have to, right? And you have to. What would you get and why? And then ultimately, like, what do you think the next thing in plastic surgery is? Like, I feel like we never at a point never thought we'd get calf implants. I know. We never thought like lip fillers would be such a thing because like beauty fads change. So in addition to what you're getting, what do you think the next plastic surgery trend will be? I'm just going to throw this out there. I feel like it might be sternum implants because you have a large sternum and I think it is sexy. Oh, this old sternum? Also, yes. <laughs> it's popping, you guys. Um, Also... Uh, can I tag on something to this? Yeah, please do. I it also was feel like poorly you, planned. You, <laughs> Josh could think about how it's going to change his life. Yes. Like, will, like the honeys be like a whistling or, Great you know what point. I mean? Is he going to become a playboy, play girl model? Whatever yep. that is. Yep. I don't You know. Great point. Because if know. you get your elbows shaved down, mm-hmm. can you still play tennis? Oh, I was just about to say tennis. No way. Seal. Seal. Oh, seal, seal the deal. Seal the deal. Okay. I love them. I like them both. <sighs> I think one is a little better thought out. I actually think yours... Okay, I like yours after I added to it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Teamwork. If he he picks... Oh, the other part of Josh and Around, y'all, is that he picks one that was his favorite thing to to noodle on. And one of us is the winner. So if he picks mine, we'll both win because you really add it to mine. And if you win, we both have to get plastic surgery. And I'm getting sternum implants. Wait, maybe next time we should do it. I kind of like this, how we like work together. Wait, that's a good idea. It's like... Whoever writes it in first, the other one adds on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be fun. I like that. Let's okay, see. cool. Let's test, test Teamwork, it out. team fun. Mm-hmm. Just have fun and be cool. I'm not usually good at teamwork because I'm very competitive, but I think I could get on board with this. Do you think it's because you're an, an only, only child? child? Dun, dun, dun. We'll talk about Stay that tuned. later on in the episode, y'all. Yep. Um, is it time for podcast challenge? That happens to be my favorite segment. Yo, 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 yo. Um, yes, this is where we challenge each other to listen to new podcasts, whether like we they're brand new or just something we think the other person might not have heard of, or just sometimes lately it's even just been something we haven't discussed that yeah. we think the other person might like. We, it's like, wait, we haven't even talked about that, and like we're not really friends, so we don't talk in real life. So it's like we better talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, it's like you know how like on online threads people just bump something, like yeah. they'll be, they'll comment just to be like, let's talk, let's talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah, again. Yeah. Sometimes we'll just it. bump Bring a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and last time you uh, challenged me to listen to Good One, which I don't have the description right here. I'm so mad at myself. It, it was it's like um, a, a comedians come on and talk about a lot a joke, and mm-hmm. they kind of like dive into it. Yeah. Which, by the way, perfect podcast for me. I've been like super. I'm just super into comedy, and I love dissecting sets mm. so much. I love this podcast to death, and. 
you originally suggested the Pete Holmes one, which I had listened. That was the only one I had listened to, though. Which is so, so funny. So I'm glad you brought it up because then I now I'm going to listen to all of them. Yeah. The Pete Holmes one is super. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I did. I thought it was so interesting and funny. Yeah. You go listen to it. It's like joyful because he's just so much fun, but it's also, it shows you how smart he is and like, it's just a fascinating dissection yeah. of how it's, his humor it's works. so Pete Holmes. Yeah. That's all I'll say. It sounds yeah. like I didn't listen to it. Like, but I mean cryptic on purpose. <laughs> right. Reading the book report being like, well, there was conflict. I will yeah. say that. And it did resolve. Yeah. It got juicy at the end. <laughs> um, but then you suggested I listen to the one with Maria Bamford, yes. who we love. Ooh. Did you listen to it? Yes. I liked it, but I didn't think it was very funny. But it was uh, kind of serious. I, I I, guess part of what I love about her humor is that it kind of is always about serious things. But yeah. just like her delivery is so... I mean, but she talked about suicide and going broke. And oh, yeah. It was a lot about money. I think it was like a graduation speech or something mm-hmm. she did. So, I think it was honestly, maybe I didn't... I wasn't laughing. Yeah. But like, I thought it was a very interesting discussion. Like she's, you know what? She is known for being honest and not hiding who she is yep. and coming out with her issues. And that's why it was like a really good episode. I guess I, I it, more so than funny, I found it endearing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't at all what I expected, but I Yay. loved it. And it makes, just, I want to listen to all of them now. So thank you. That makes me so happy. Yeah. I love Marie Bamford. I know you do. Um, I have one for you. Ready. Okay. Have you heard of the big ones? Me? That sounds familiar. Tell me um, what it's about. Okay. Tell me what it's about. It's about life's, okay. Life's big questions are hard to answer, but fun to discuss because they force you to look deep inside yourself. Join Maria Blascucci, Amanda Lund, and special guests as they discuss life's big ones. Each week will be a new ethical question ranging from historical decisions to relationship dilemmas to brain-busting moral choices. Now, I don't think I've listened to this one. I was looking up the art. I don't think I have. Um, can I play you the theme song? Because yes. I feel like it really, really sums it up. Would I kill my own baby? To save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to The The Big Big Ones! Ones. (laughs) Yeah. I love how it's like life's moral issues. Like, obviously, there's a muffin one. But um, we, also, there's really good guests: Kate Berlant, Janet Varney, uh, John Early. I feel like this is I like your these team people. Of people. Like maybe is. I bet Maria Bamford's next. Yeah, like, I bet. this is like the the vibe it has. Um, so, and uh, the, the questions are like the the questions are always like hidden in a larger, more hilarious conversation. Yeah, like it's just really, really funny, um, funny conversation. So I'm so excited for that. Um, yeah. DJ Jaywoo and I definitely want a little clarification on that theme song and what that. Would you eat muffins every day? Question yeah, was. If, if it meant you didn't have to go to school. If it meant you didn't have to go to school, but hmm. she trailed off, so it's kind of hard to understand. She was laughing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but also, like, I don't have to go to school anymore. Right. There's a lot of... See, this This, this is why the questions are so good. You could, we could, we've already talked about it. You're much. right. We already are, yeah. like, really puzzling on this. In. Wait, can I change my joshing around? <laughs> yes. Okay. The, my joshing around muffins. is... If you ate, if would you eat muffins every day if, if you you didn't have to go to school <laughs> yes or no <laughs> oh just kidding i'm saving that one for next week yeah also i'm not going to school so <laughs> and i'm having muffins <laughs> boom yeah. what's your favorite kind of muffin mm, not a big muffin fan i guess like blueberry yeah I th- i'm thinking you aren't considering banana nut because that to me is the answer okay this is not our seal the deal moment. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to listen to the big ones. Thank you for challenging me with it. You're welcome. Can you tell I'm still thinking about muffins? Yes, I can. It's on, it's written it's all over your face. Ridiculous. And also you started eating muffins. Hey, it's sponsor time. <laughs> Let's go. Because we have advertisers. They're, get, they're tapping This their toes. muffin content ain't for free. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is not sponsored by muffins, you guys. Um, it's our, sponsored by ThreadUp. Our sponsor this week is ThreadUp. Are you fed up with loose threads in your clothes? Do these stray strings always get caught in doors and escalators and wood chippers causing inconvenience or death? Well, say goodbye to thread-related delays in your day and say hello to ThreadUp, the de-threading service for those fed up with thread. 
Once you sign up for ThreadUp's hassle-free service, they'll send an official ThreadUp de-threader to your home in a refrigerated box for some reason in just three to five business days. When your de-threader arrives, they'll take care of any pesky threads hanging off your sweaters, pants, or socks with a state-of-the-art yanking system in which they take the thread in their hands and just pull it really hard to break it off your garment. It sounds really complicated because it is! Enter discount code podcast podcast and receive a free one week trial of ThreadUp. With ThreadUp, you don't have to be fed up with threads anymore. Thanks, ThreadUp. Wow, I feel like I'm going to be more confident hang, uh, spending all that time around wood chippers. It's so because I sometimes I'm afraid. Yeah, but now I won't be. And the other thing is, um, I am what is it called uh, an unfashionable poor man, and so a lot of my clothes do have loose threads hanging off oh them. My gosh. So irritating. Yeah. Thanks to this service, I um I don't have to worry anymore. Oh my gosh, they're just those threads, they're always getting caught in doors and escalators and wood chippers. It's true. It's always. I mean, when they when when Eric said always, he meant one hundred percent of the day 100%. something is getting so caught. True. Right now, we're like, all snagging. If I had a thread for every time I was maimed due to oh a thread related injury, god. I'd have ten threads. Oh my god. And as a bonus, my D-threader, Tina, and I have become very close. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's such a meet cute. I know. Oh it really is. It really is. Do you think you're going to take it to the next level? Well, I'd rather not say on air. Okay. I do know she listens. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Tina. <laughs> oh, my God. You're embarrassing me. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks, ThreadUp, for sponsoring. I like, I like how Tina listens, but your husband doesn't. <laughs> so that's good. We can talk about <laughs> Tina. It's something I'm working on in therapy. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for clip one? Yeah, I am. Is it about muffins? Oh, I'm going to make everything about muffins. So yes. Um, no, let's try to bring up muffins. Yeah. Every single. Okay. I'm done. Um, have you heard of the soft spot? No. Oh, this is another one you're going to like. Um, soft spot is the world's first easy listening comedy podcast designed to counter program those stressful times. The soft spot uses positive news stories, hilarious and soothing guests, deep (laughs) dives into cozy subjects and has plenty of nostalgia to knit an audio sweater for your heart. That makes me very happy. The knitting part I knew you would like. Yeah. Um, so just a nice metaphor to think about. Yeah. And I like it because, okay, so there's a lot of comedians on it. Great comedians. If you look through the list. Um, and I, I, so often when we hear from comedians, they're like poking fun at something or punching somewhere or being cynical. <laughs> um, and here's, they get like really vulnerable and like open up about something that they actually like. Yeah. It's really cute. It reminds me of another podcast. I love Crybabies mm-hmm. where people talk about things to make them cry. Mm. Um, that's such a good podcast. And this episode is brimming with great stuff. It's with John Mulaney. Um, but they played this clip from Fred Rogers' Emmy speech for the Lifetime Achievement Award, and I teared up. Oh, it's a beautiful night in this neighborhood. <laughs> so many people have helped me to come to this night. Some of you are here. Some are far away. Some are even in heaven. All of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you just take, along with me, 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are? Those who have cared about you and wanted what was best for you in life. 10 seconds of silence. I'll watch the time. whomever you've been thinking about, how pleased they must be to know the difference you feel they've made. You know, they're the kind of people television does well to offer our world. Special thanks to my family and friends and to my coworkers in public broadcasting, family communications, and this academy for encouraging me allowing me all these years to be your neighbor. Wasn't that cute? That is so sweet. I love how slow and calm he is. I don't know how to do this. Every time I'm talking, I'm like, wait, I got something else. I'm going to talk faster. (laughs) Like entertainment, entertainment, you know? Yeah. And he just demands everyone's respect. Everybody's dead quiet. 
Um, and he's not afraid of the silence. He's, he makes everyone be quiet for 10 seconds, which feels like forever. Yeah. And I love how he acts like he's, it doesn't even, was that an acceptance speech? It was like no other acceptance <laughs> speech I've ever heard because it was pushing it along and carrying and thanking others and like, you know, making everyone else think about other people. Yeah. It felt like a moment of prayer to me. That's what, that's what it made me think of too. It made me think of church in that it was like kind of a silent reflection. It was like inward and felt, you know, very like spiritual and yeah, you know, like almost like, um, 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 meditation too. I thought you were going to say muffin. Almost and I was like, like no. But yeah. <laughs> almost like that first bite into a muffin, Ooh, just like exactly. real peaceful Religious. and serene. <laughs> um, did you watch Mr. Rogers? Of course. Of course. Why was it so good? Why did you like it? Oh, uh, well, first of all, when my sister would watch Mr. Rogers, she liked to like do it along with, and, Stop. and then he would say things like, you know, doesn't that look good? And she'd say, yes. Like my mom describes so sweetly memories of my older sister watching Mr. Rogers, but I just feel like Mr. Rogers was just a good time. He was so fun. And I loved, um, what's, what's the puppet area called? The, that, the like puppet I don't world. Remember, that's so terrible. Well, when you there's like no go, there's like the little train set, and then yeah. you go back behind, like and King. it's like, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember. Yeah. I do remember that. What did you love about Mister Rogers? I don't know. I just feel like he understood kids in a way that no one does. Did he have kids? I don't think so. There's yeah. no way to know. There's no way to know. But um, like okay, so. Today, I feel like television shows are, like, really loud and, like, jazzy and, like, song, like, music. And Mr. Rogers, like, didn't try too hard to be cool. Yeah. And I think too much adults think they need to make kids think they're cool. And, like, mm. they're un- unafraid. To, they're, like, afraid to just be there. Yeah. And, like, I remember my mom was, like, really popular with all the kids. She was a volunteer. And she they my everyone called her mrs pacilli because she was like very silly and fun. She didn't try to be cool like i feel like some of the moms would come and like try to be cool with the little boys and like yeah, my like, mom was just to like them. i think she was like a safe spot where they were like we can be fun in ourselves like around her and i feel like mr rogers just no one else is like that with little kids mm-hmm. you know and it made me think about we talked about sesame street on the show a long time ago and how old sesame street i was watching an old clip with Elmo and it was like Elmo was talking to a kid and they were just sitting there and he was like how are you and the kid was just sitting there and they were like having a normal conversation it wasn't choreographed at all fast forward today when it's like choreographed dances loud music and it's like I think kids really respond well to just like being there and sitting and but what do you think because you have a niece now so you yeah. watch her watching tv like what do you think about what she's watching well and actually she loves a show called Daniel Tiger which is based on that puppet world i i Get can't out. believe i can't remember the name of it but oh yeah it's gosh. like the king whatever's area so daniel tiger is like an offshoot of that world on mr rogers neighborhood um yeah i definitely think because all of the shows are really kind of fast-paced and bright and colorful and fun and sing-songy that um in a competitive market something as quiet as these shows were back in the seventies and eighties. I don't know if it would keep her attention as well, but I don't know if that's like a reflection of her attention span or it's a reflection of like, there are other shows that are more sort of jazzy and exciting that she might be more drawn to. Yeah. I don't know. That's so funny. You should show her an episode and see. You're right. We should, we should play an, an old school episode of Mr. Rogers for her. See what she thinks. Yeah. Well, I really like this and I recommend it's, it's a very feel-good show if you're ever yeah. stressed out. Listen to it. I love that. Yeah. It, it is. It's like, it is a good, like, safe space and yeah. calming. And just hearing the weird things that people love <laughs> that they never get to talk about. Yeah. Because a comedian, if you genuinely love Fred Rogers, yeah. you're not going to, like, make fun of him in your comedy stand-up. This is a place right. where, like, you can actually hear John Mulaney talk about Mr. Rogers. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, should we jump into the second clip? Let's do it. Yes, 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 yes. So this one uh, comes to us from If These Ovaries Could Talk. Had you listened to this one before? Never heard of it. Uh, How did you hear of it? I just dug around and found it. 
You um, just Google ovaries I Googled, every morning. I Googled ovary-related podcast. Google alert. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Ovaries and muffins. Wow. Um, so If These Ovaries Could Talk is a fabulous new-ish podcast about all things non-traditional families and making babies. Um, it's hosted by Robin Hopkins and Jamie Kelton, who are both lesbians. Um, and it goes in-depth with weekly guests about the complications and joys about growing your family in a world that's sort of designed for straight families. Um I love these hosts so much. I don't know them from anything outside of this show, but they are so just like, they have such a fun rapport. They're so casual. They're so funny. They're hysterical and authentic and they just have amazing chemistry. Um, the topics are pseudo serious cause it's talking about like, you know, family planning and birth and adoption and surrogacy and all that kind of stuff. Um, it still always feels kind of light and fun because of their energy. And even if you're not like, a non-traditional couple or family, this podcast offers just like a really interesting perspective. Um, I think it should be required listening for everyone. It is now. <laughs> it we is. Just said it. <laughs> mandate, new mandate. Get out your muffin and listen to if these hours could talk. Um, so this show, uh, this episode rather, is called um, Legalese and LGBTs. Um, it's super informative, but I will say this clip is just kind of silly. So don't think that the silliness of this clip is reflective of the show because it's very informational. Um, but I love it. So deal with it. If you want to hear all the actual helpful legal goodness, you should definitely listen to the whole episode. But for now, here's hosts Jamie and Robin talking to guest Brian Esser, who is an adoption and surrogacy lawyer and a gay parent himself, about the business he's in. It's a little bit interesting that you're a gay man and you're all up in the lady parts, like fertility system. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little interesting, it's... like the thing that maybe not interesting, but I'll make a career out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's been a, it has been quite the learning curve for me. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel <laughs> That's like a good way of putting there's, it. There's not a lot of gay men that say the word uterus as much as <laughs> I do. I think you even just blushed a little bit. I do. I am. I am. I <laughs> Like I yes, I, there are times when like I'm talking to clients and I use like euphemisms and things like that because I start. <laughs> do you to say get like the downstairs? No, I don't. Say that. <laughs> That's what I would do. It's I okay. Just, hey, Robin doesn't like to say these words I either. Don't I get so uncomfortable? <laughs> It's I, see, yeah. I, the Midwest, upstate New York, right? Thing, right? I, I mean, uh, yeah. San Francisco. We grew up saying vagina a lot. Oh, sure, I bet. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah no, I that not... was not my house. No. In fact, in mm -hmm. college, I made my mother send tampons to me because I was too embarrassed to go in the store and buy them. Are you kidding? I'm not me? even joking. And, and by the way, and this is how I'd call. I'd be like, just send me some things. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I was. You're kidding I'm, me. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm embarrassed knew. for you. I mean, that's <laughs> it. You've come a long way, lady, huh? Uh, that makes me laugh. Um, are you are you at all squirrely about like anatomical language? No. Are you? <laughs> no. I mean, not at all. you have a Google alert set up for for uterus yeah. or no ovaries, ovaries rather. Yeah. So obviously, I don't. Um, what did you like? What What were the first words you learned for anatomy? I don't. Do you remember? I don't think my parents like tiptoed around it. Yeah. I feel like they were like, "It's a vagina." Yeah. yeah. I never. I was never squeamish. I guess I don't even remember when I started saying it. Yeah. I think. Do what about what about you? I feel like you brought this up because <laughs> it for was a, a leading reason. question. Yeah. Because um, I think I've maybe talked about this on here before, but my grandma. You know, had it, she had like 20 grandkids or something. And so um, she called, let's see, she called penises wheedle bugs and vaginas witchy hoo hoos. But here's my question. <laughs> okay, so here's why I don't understand. Wait, can I real quick jump in? Yeah. Because the reason that I never was squeamish was because we didn't talk about penises and vaginas until I was old enough to say penis and vagina. Well, Why was your grandma talking to you about penises and vaginas? Well, because, you know, she's like a Depression-era baby, so I think she was just, like, innately older-fashioned, so she but probably would feel... why were you talking feel... about penises with your grandma is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, because was like she, was the, she took care of a lot of the grandkids, and so... When you're talking about like stop potty, waving your yeah like when you're talking about potty training yeah. I mean you you don't know this in your family but like a boy becomes obsessed with his penis in a real way at a very young age like age six months okay that's interesting and so it's like stop playing with your penis like don't pull your penis out in public like you have to talk about this stuff this is so funny yeah I wonder if I've like washed it from my memory I have no memory of like ever even questioning or like what yeah. is this or like well hmm. I guess it would be unusual if you had a memory of, like 
under the age of four or five, right? Yeah. I guess, I guess the reason I know about this is because I have, I've always had cousins who were younger. I have a younger sibling. I have two nephews and a niece. So maybe I'm just like seeing it now. Yeah. Like we're like, we have to talk, we have to be like, you know, wipe your vagina when you pee or like. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like definitely like being mindful, like when kids become mindful of it or whatever, yeah. or like they become conscious of like it. Like aware. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh. Yeah, my niece and nephew definitely went through that phase too. Yeah, um, but it, like me personally, I don't remember those moments. Right. So if you right. had a kid right now and you had to talk to them about their penises and vaginas, what words would you use? Uh, bloop, bloop, and oh no. Oh, good one. Yeah. I like to instill that fear <laughs> yeah. early on. I'll let you decide which was for which. <laughs> okay, I, interchangeable maybe. Yeah, maybe. Good. Let the kid decide. May, add on, some confusion. Yeah, depending on if they did something shameful with it or not. Yeah. <laughs> That's Am I going to be a good parent? Absolutely. Um, I genuinely love this podcast because we do want to be parents, Alan and I. And I have seen, like, they, you know, they talk about like surrogacy and adoption and um, like sperm donation, all, all the sorts of things that you might need to to have a family if you're a same sex couple or an, a non traditional family. And um, like, they talk about the extensiveness of adoption like i don't know applications or whatever Ooh, i'm interested in that it's really interesting because i you know I've, I've like seen that type of stuff in doing research about adoption it is really extensive and people have said before like do you like is does that just make you so maddened that like you have all this stuff and some people can just get accidentally pregnant but more so i feel like everyone should have to fill out the adoption yeah. application because a lot of it is not just talking about yourself but it's deciding with your significant other things that you want like how you want to raise the kid and like how open you are to a child who maybe may have maybe have been has been exposed to like drugs or yeah. alcohol or might be more prone to certain syndromes or yeah. um would you be you know what type of relationship would you want with the birth pet like it just like it makes the couple at like ask each other those real questions and like get down into Instead it of being like whoops i'm pregnant i guess we're doing this right Whatever. and so and the more also you talk to women it's very kind of rare for a woman it's getting more and more rare for women to have babies like that yeah there is more a lot more planning yeah like it's totally I, almost every time i talk to a woman she's either like struggled with it or you know has gone to great lengths to have her baby or totally like it's, it's, so it's something that i guess people are thinking of more even yeah. if they are like in a heterosexual couple maybe totally and so I that's think, why everyone could listen to this sorry i keep on interrupting no you're so right it's it's so true it's it's way more common now for even a quote-unquote traditional opposite sex couple to have fertility issues or to need some alternative option in family planning and family growing. Yeah. Um, but I still think there's so much value in like f having those tough conversations with your significant other about like, what if this child, you know, has down syndrome? Yeah. What if this child, Can we you deal know, with it? how are we going to deal with yeah, it? What's are our you, plan for that? What's your level of freak out? Yeah. Or, just to get on the same yeah, page. with how, And who's going to be able to cover for these certain things, you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Just to account for that. I was just at a uh, book launch party for a book called, and now we have everything. And it's about a woman that got pregnant, like before she really wanted to have the baby, but she had it and her life was kind of crazy because it was unexpected. Yeah. But it was like, we, it was like there were a lot of book editors and stuff there and mm. publicists and marketing and people in publishing and they were talking about how their birth experience and mm. a lot of them were like they planned the month they were like july is a slow month in publishing i better have like they planned so much interesting but i also feel like i don't know like there's only there is only so much you can plan you know like well they I mean, also, yeah. like a lot of women, if they know that they're likely to have a cesarean section, they'll they'll schedule it. Yeah. They'll schedule the date, mm -hmm. you know, based on what works for them. Yeah. So in some cases, I think they really are able to schedule down to the yeah. minute. Mm -hmm. And with some of this, like, you know, in vitro fertilization and some of that kind of stuff, like you can also now, can't you like pick, like you can you can preference like what sex they are. You can preference certain traits in that kind of stuff. Can you? I feel I like I think should know this. so. 
I, I saw it on a movie once. I feel like it's like a, ve- <laughs> I feel like it's a very expensive way to go. Like yeah. if you're already like spending buku bucks. I mean, it's so much money. Everyone I've talked to that has done like IVF and stuff. It, what's more expensive, IVF or adoption? Is adoption well, like insanely expensive? Adoption is. Does it matter? You know, does between it, does thirty-five and sixty thousand, thirty-five and seventy-five thousand. A lot more than that on IVF. Well, like, does I, it matter what country? Like, are there more places where it's a lot more expensive? I'm not sure. I mostly looked into domestic adoption. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if international adoption is more costly, but I do know that you you have to make the trip out there multiple times wherever yeah. you're adopting from. Yeah, and here's something else. Even if you steal the baby, it still costs money because you have to like send it to school and buy it clothes and stuff. Such a so good point. So don't think it's free ever. Such a good point. Yeah. Um, and I know I learned that the hard way. I know IVF can be like around ten thousand each time, but mm-hmm. it just depends on then how many times you have to have the Freezing procedure. Freezing your eggs is like thirty thousand dollars. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. And the, the, you don't even know if it's gonna work. It makes me really glad that I'm alive because sometimes things happen. Yeah. I mean, what would we be doing right now if I wasn't alive? All of us. What would oh any of us God, be doing? I don't know. What would Jamie and Robin be doing? Probably, Probably having this podcast without me. It's so true. <laughs> but I really love them. They're I lovely. do too. And you all will love them too. You should definitely check out if these ovaries could talk. If you're comfortable with saving the word ovaries. Yeah. If not, don't listen to it. Well, you don't have to be comfortable saying it. You just have to be comfortable hearing That's it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, this episode was called Legalese and LGBTs. Um, no Comment is the segment where we... We play something and we don't really talk about it. We just yeah. like list, let you listen to it and make up your own mind about it. But often we have to set things up a little bit. And yeah. I'm going to have to set up this no comment a little bit. Dig it. Um, it's from This American Life. Uh, an Not episode. familiar. That? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. It's Never heard like of it. a niche podcast. <laughs> um, it, this episode is called Tart and Feathered. Um, and it's Luke Malone reporting. And it's kind of an older one. But I was listening to Adam Conover uh-huh. from Adam Rooms Everything. On Allison Rosen's show, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, and Adam's show is all about ruining your assumption about things, like voting, vegetarianism, literacy. And he mentioned that there was a bunch of misunderstandings about pedophilia, but because it's such an untouchable subject, he can't do an episode on it, but he really wishes he could. Um, nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about it. That's why I'm using this as a no comment, because I don't, I don't want to talk about it. So... This is the closest, he said this is like the best podcast episode he's ever heard. And he is very smart, so you should listen to him. But it tries to answer the question, is there a way to treat pedophiles? And, um, you know, they they talk a lot about how because nobody wants to talk about it, nobody wants to research it, so we can't help pedophiles because we know nothing about them. Oh, interesting. And if pedophiles go to therapists, they're turned away. People who advocate for research are called, are called like sympathizers. Um, we could study them and come up with a real treatment plan, but instead we're just like afraid of them. We're, we don't want to talk about it. We just put them in jail and then forget about them. And but we it's been really hard to come up with a solution if we're afraid to talk about it, which I am also afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, a respected survey found that 3% of all men have sexually offended against a prepubescent child. Ooh. Ready for this fun clip? God, no. Too bad. <laughs> Amazingly, there's very little research on pedophilia. We don't know much about the sexuality of adolescents, let alone what might make someone a pedophile. It is a gigantic black hole in science. Among the things we don't know, we don't know that there's a connection between being abused and developing an attraction to kids. Crazy, right? We don't know what's normal when it comes to the sexual development of children. It might be normal for a 12-year-old to be attracted to a 6- or 8-year-old. Another thing that has not been researched in depth is if having an attraction to kids makes it more dangerous to be around them. On its face, it seems obvious, but there is no evidence to support it. The research that we do have, and this is from a very small sample size, suggests that pedophiles are more likely to be shorter, left-handed, and have a lower IQ. Another study says that being knocked unconscious before the age of 13 may be a factor. It shows just how little we've scratched the surface. Moving on. I have no comments, but I do have questions. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'll have to listen to This American Life, episode Tart and Feathered. Please do. Our next segment is called 
a little bit of advice. Mm, just a little bit. This is where we play a clip from um, a show, either an advice show or a show that gives advice, um, because we want to hear what the other person has to say about it. Um, we borrowed it a little bit from our good pals over at Han and Matt Know It All. They are the real advice geniuses. So if you're if you love advice podcasts, you should check them out. But for now, I really want to know what you two have to say about this clip. So I, you know that feeling, Lauren, when you like discover a podcast mm-hmm. that is so mm-hmm. good and you just want to like shout it from the rooftops how much you love it. This was definitely one of those podcasts. It's called Small Doses. Had you listened to it before? Mm-hmm. I I imagined you had. Um, the host is Amanda Seals, who I later, after I had listened to it, realized that she is hilarious as Tiffany on Insecure. She's so. Is that how you got into it? Was through through I her? Think so I mean, it was on Apple. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 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 Um, she is so funny on that show. Uh, but she breaks down like a topic per episode, typically discussed with a guest. Some great episodes have been side effects of fuckboys, side effects of being a black woman in Hollywood, and side effects of being broke, which has which features Retta. So Ooh. good. Um, this episode is called Side Effects of Being an Only Child, and Amanda, who is an only child herself, dives into what it's like to be siblingless. One of the topics she covers is how being an only child affects relationships and that she sometimes has um, has had communication issues with a significant other who doesn't understand her relationship with her parents as an only child. In this clip, um, Amanda fields a relationship question on the subject. Although, this is a good one. This is relationships, y'all. Although personal time is healthy, how do you manage spending time with a significant other who's so used to being in their own space. How do you get them to realize they need to share their time in a relationship? Or what the point of being in one without coming off needy? Or like, you don't understand they need their own space and time. We could listen to that forever. <laughs> um. So, okay, so I want to pose this question to you two. Lauren, you're an only child. Yes. And true. DJ Wu, you're in a relationship with someone who's an only child. And I come from a background. My I have two brothers. Uh huh. Right. You are not, so not, not an only child. child. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, I think this question is for DJ Jay to answer because I know that he struggled with. Like, I am uh, used to being alone, and yeah. that was a huge issue for me, uh, not being alone. And I think I didn't have to deal with it because I was like, I'm alone. Like, I I feel like you were more understanding. I think you put up with a lot. And looking back, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that Justin put up with me being like that, like so territorial of my alone time. But I think that you understood me and that I had to figure these things out. And you knew you knew that I was like that. And so you, you didn't think it was very odd. We'd known each other for a long time. But I want to hear what you have to say because you're the one that had to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I think the initially it was a little jarring. I was like, wait, what? What is going on here? Yeah. Like, she just... It makes you feel like you don't. If if you're in my position, then it sounds. It feels like you, that person does not want to spend that much time with you, which is a little strange. Um, but I think in terms of like you know the, uh, the closeness of with like being the closeness of the relationship with the parents is something uh, that I was like fully aware of before that, and I was totally comfortable with, and I thought it was great. Um, and I think, I think I was also, I think I'm a little more of a loner than other folks. Like I do have siblings. Uh, we are spaced apart by about five years each. So, um, we didn't have as much overlap. Whereas like, you know, if, uh, like Eric, your sister is, your sisters are pretty close in age to you and your guys are all really tight. Um, whereas like, you know, I'm, I'm close with my brothers in a sense, but we are, our ages allow us to kind of we've I we have thought about that you know, that space. you might have a lot of only child tendencies because you're you were alone a lot. Yeah, I mean, by the time I was in middle school, my my oldest brother was in college, mm-hmm. so like we hardly lived in the house together. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was closer. I was a little closer with my uh, second oldest brother, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's still there's like clearly like at different points in time it, 
you know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're more of an adult than I am. I'm going to go do my kid thing. And yeah. But we, we did struggle a little bit. Like, I mean, when I moved in with Justin, I know that you know this, but like, I would literally be like, I was living with him and we were dating and I'd be like, what are you doing this weekend? And he'd be like, I don't know. I thought since we were dating, we'd do something. And I'd be like, bye. Or like after work, I'd be like, I'm going to this thing. And he'd be like, can I come? And I'd be like, no. Like I was terrified that I'd become that girl that had no, I didn't want to be like lose myself. And I really like kind of fought against that. Like when we would go to weddings, I would get my own plane ticket and be like, see you there. Like I honestly, (laughs) and now I look back and it looks crazy to me, but like I, I think you knew this more than I did that I needed to like adjust. Yeah. And I'm, people would joke and they'd be like, Oh, you're hanging out with Justin this weekend. Like I, now we like, I think the question about being a loner is very interesting. And like, loner versus alone time Mm -hmm. i think i mean i think i still need more alone time than djj woo but we are a good couple because i think we are kind of both loners yeah i i definitely i'm pretty introverted so like i'm it like that alone like downtime i i value a lot yeah it's weird because you're an introvert and you value downtime and i am such an extrovert in so much of my day that i need to be like come that into myself. Yeah, yeah so it matches well like we're very different but like it somehow matches up in the perfect way but i think back to like the the initial sort of like initial relationship sort of understanding and trying to understand like that empathy was like that's something you have to work on like um and it's not it doesn't always get communicated effectively on mm. both sides right like it was just like i'm gonna go do my thing like lauren be like i'm gonna go do my thing now and i'm like i need to ask some questions <laughs> like i'm just confused um so yeah it was more just like asking those questions and whether or not they i i don't know i don't mean to like make myself look good in the situation because it was not good but i also think that you from what i've heard you say that you also that is kind of what you liked about me too that i was so independent maybe you didn't want me doing all those things alone, but like you'd like, you were drawn to me because I was independent. And so yeah. I was unlike other girls you had dated. So I feel like you were also kind of like, is this what an independent girl does? I guess, like, I guess we're doing this, you know, but honestly, like I took it to an extreme, but I, for some reason you were patient with me and now like, I'm so glad that you put up with my, <laughs> you're welcome. No, really. Some people would have been like, bye, this is weird. Honestly. Thank you. And I, I think what both of you are saying too is like it's all about like uh, like learning to understand how the like what 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 the behavior of the other person means because you might have imme- initially read like Lauren having all these plans and doing her own thing as like disinterest, but then you learned like oh no that's kind of how she recharges is by being independent and kind of like us having our separate lives and I think for Alan it's like he's not super affectionate so in the beginning I may have been like. We never hold hands in public or we, he never whatever, whatever. And does that mean he doesn't like me? But then you realize like, oh, no, he's just not that way. And so Respect I think. to love languages. Love languages. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Well, I for one, I'm glad you two worked it out. But because it seems to me we need to come up with a new word for loner. It makes you sound like the Unabomber. Yeah. But it's like not a bad thing. But it sounds like it seems to me like Alan is more of a loner than you are. Or are you you're a lot like me. I feel like you love your alone time because you're so outgoing for your job and for so much. Yeah. You and I are really similar that way. Is it an ambivert or I, I forget what the thing what they they have a new term for it where it's like you're generally an extrovert extrovert. I think it's muffin. Oh, it's yeah. Muffet. Uh-huh. Um, when you're a Muffin, you're generally an extrovert, but then you kind of need your alone time to recharge. And there's I'm, a I'm word definitely for that. that way. I really this think there's crazy. a new, uh, there's like a term for that. Because she doesn't know shit. She's going to mess it up. But we'll look it up later. That's yeah. interesting. I didn't know there was a word for yeah, that. Yeah, I think that they have recently sort of like identified that that is a thing. Yeah, so like an ambivert is a person who has personality, has a balance of extrovert and introvert features. Yeah, huh. yeah. And I think that might be us. And I honestly think that's Alan as well. I think he definitely leans um, introvert, but I also think he gets energy from people and also, from doing things. So much of his job is being an extrovert. True. Very so true. He probably has to crash when he comes home. Yeah. He doesn't let me speak to him for the first three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that. Oh, I thought you were serious <laughs> for a second. Because I'm like, that's no, what no, I was no. doing when no. Justin and I started dating. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Is that Dan Savage that says, somebody says this, that when, no, that was, I do not think this is Dan Savage. (laughs) Does not sound like a Dan Savage thing. When you get home, even if the house is on fire, I think it's Dr. Phil. Okay. Dr. (laughs) Phil says some wise things. When you get home, it doesn't matter if the house is on fire, if you have a wedgie, you have to say to your partner, hi, how was your, like you have to be positive immediately or it'll set a bad tone for everything. I think that's true. So no matter what shit you're dealing with. Yeah. Don't storm in the house and be like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I need to remind myself that. I'm making a <laughs> mental note in my MoviePass app. Doop, doop, doop. That, it is hard because sometimes you come home and someone like pushed you on the subway and like you're in a grumpy I, mood and I work thought you were going to say pushed you on the slide. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> pushed you on the slide. Someone and you're like, went to school today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did not eat muffins every no. day, so I had to go to school. Um, but it, sometimes bad. you come home in a funk and you just want to be like, I'm in a bad mood. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, blah, blah, blah. But it does. It make, it puts a stain on the whole, you Especially know. Especially when you, like, you and your partner are working so hard and you don't have a ton of time. It's yeah. like the end of the day is your time together. Yeah. So it's important. But now Justin and I spend a lot of time together. Like, I have grown. Some may say too much time. Justin may say too much time. <laughs> just kidding. No comment. <laughs> Um, this well, isn't the no comment section. Did you like this whole episode being an only child? I mean, I loved it, but I have siblings. Yes. Oh, great. I we'll discuss she, it later. I think I liked it, but I think, okay, I actually had an epiphany about this podcast. Yeah. She's so opinionated. Yeah. And the way she presents it is like, I'm right. And she talks about herself so much. <laughs> that's what the podcast is. Yeah, that's her whole deal. And it turned me off at first and I was like, am I just mad because she's so confident? Like me, because when I talk about things, I'm yeah. very much like, I don't know. I just think this, like, this has been my experience only. Like I like apologize for everything. Yeah. That's not what she's doing. And it turned me off at first. And I thought, no, she's like being confident about her opinions. She's not presenting it as an opinion. Yeah. And that's admirable. So like, I kind of went through a change in listening to this podcast. Like, I think I need to. I think you could, if you listen to her, like you could learn, like take some notes on how to present yourself and yeah. your own arguments and stuff. Cause, but I mean, it is a lot about her and she, you know, she's saying things about only children. Like it's fact. Mm-hmm. And I did not agree with everything she had to say, but that's what's interesting about it. Yeah. So she, no, that I, that's what I kind of love about her is like, she is like this, you know, she does she does kind of present it as as fact she mm-hmm. is like this is my take and i'm gonna present you with little gems of wisdom yeah because she, and she's also a comedian so she's like i'm gonna tell you something about only children yeah. all only children do this yeah and so it's you have to listen to it with the right ears on yeah and i think at first i wasn't and now i just enjoy it more yeah mm-hmm. well if you want to check it out all you listeners it's called small doses this episode was side effects of being an only child and the host is the hilarious amanda seals we made it we did it and we only talked about muffins 11 times not enough not enough thanks to our editor even though you're not editing this one because you're getting married i hope she's sitting on her diva throne same all right we better get going guys um (laughs) carol when you hear this you'll be married yeah 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 girl um thanks for listening thanks for rating us bye see ya